When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bald Move Stadium in beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. Today's contestant, born in 1976, Rock. I don't know how long I can do this, Rocky. I, I, I should have actually, you know, weighing in at 11 Oscar nominations and 12. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't do the proper research to get this done. Uh, we're talking it. about Rocky today for a Bald Move prestige film, and mm-hmm. you might be saying, Aaron. I have hazy memories of seeing sliced alone in sequined star spangled swim trunks, punching an eight foot tall blonde guy and and ending the cold war. How the hell is this a prestige film? And I'm here to tell you that the first Rocky first two Rockies, arguably good ass films, prestige films. First two. Hmm. I think the first two are like very much Godfather one, Godfather two. Although, okay. all right, you, you you did need to like trim like a good twenty minutes out of Rocky too because of it. Just but if you did, Rocky, it would but... just be a hundred percent montage. Like, isn't that movie like ninety percent montage? <laughs> I think you're thinking that's or that's that they four? start to get up. That's three is where it starts getting into okay. mean territory. Yeah. Uh, this movie was directed by John G. Alvidson, who directed all three of the first Karate Kid films. So he gets uh, cheers and jeers for that. Uh, also, Lean on Me, 1983's Lean on Me, is written by Sylvester Stallone. That's right. That's right. This man is won an Oscar for his writing on this film. You also saw him in Rambo, which, again, the first one, First Blood, good-ass movie. Uh, Cobra, Demolition Men, Copland. I've never actually seen Copland. That's like the late-day Stallone that gets a lot of buzz for like, oh, yeah, remember that Stallone can still act. Uh, also stars Talia Shire. She- no, that's not how you say it. Sheer. Talia Shear. Uh, she's Connie Corleone from the Godfather trilogy. Burt Young. You see him in Chinatown. We just recently saw him as a grandpa on Win Win, the movie about wrestling, uh, the Giamatti flick about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Carl Weathers. He is one half of the Titanic arm combo of Predator. He's also in Happy Gilmore and recently in The Mandalorian. He's playing a guy named Grief. Can you believe it? Uh, Burgess Meredith. Uh, he played in Mice of Men and Clash of the Titans. He also was the Penguin in the Adam West Batman series. Smoking Joe Frazier as himself, and Star Wars fans might blink and you miss it. See the cameo of Michael Dorn leaning up against a desk, being the bodyguard of one uh, in the entourage of one Apollo Creed, Master of Disaster. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I did not know that I until I started reading, reading up about this film. Huh. Jim, I I came to Rocky late in life. I got to Rocky when I was doing my kind of, you know, in my mid-20s kind of deep trying to, to complete the AFI Top 100. And because I always thought, like, you know, growing up, I had vague memories. I was born the, the year this movie was released. And I was, like, coming of age during the, the Mr. T era and the Ivan Drago mm-hmm. era. I did not know that Rocky started off as an Oscar-winning film series. Apparently. And... Yeah, in fact, I, I guess for the kids, I don't want to spoil the 
the the way this thing uh, the way this thing happens, and I, I'm, I'm saying this is I'm trying to be as spoiler free as possible. I was under the wrong impression about how this film went from almost start to finish. I wasn't aware of like the big romantic component to it, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't aware of like how the climax kind of built and resolved. And it left me kind of breathless and blown away when I first saw it. And I've seen it a couple times since. And today is the first time I guess I looked at it with a critical eye. And I was worried that it wouldn't hold up. That, like, man, I remember some of the the, the dynamics between, you know, Rocky and Adrian and, you know, some of the other stuff being a little sketchy. But I f- actually found it mostly held up. What do you think about Rocky? Oh, there's definitely some sketchy stuff going on there with the romance. But it's not, like, quality stuff. It's It's more about... The shit that's happening on screen uh, mm-hmm. is sketchy. But yeah, I, I mean, Rocky is a great movie. Uh, Rocky is much better than you think it will be when you hear the reputation of Rocky. Um, I have seen this quite a few times. So like I was familiar with, you know, the basic structure of the story. I guess I was surprised by how much time we spend just sort of getting into Rocky's life uh, even this time around it was like oh boy this is a lot more you know just who is Rocky uh, than I expected it to be Uh, it's akin to like The Wrestler right Uh, that Mickey Rourke movie Um, uh, yes the movie is called The Wrestler you think it's going to be a lot about wrestling and it is and there is wrestling yeah yeah, there's definitely wrestling in there but it's more about like what is the life of this particular wrestler and that felt a lot like what Rocky was Uh, what what is Rocky's life all about and why should I care when the movie finally gets around to the boxing and I, I think it's stronger for it for sure I agree like there is not in later uh, Rockies, there's more boxing. A like, you know, they, they yeah. have like three or four set pieces per film. This, you really have the pretty brutal and uh, one-sided and, and surprisingly short bout at the beginning. And then, of course, the main course and, and the, the last act. But between there, you have like an hour and a half of, yeah, just like, why should you care about this, you know, poor bum down on his luck in the back streets of Philly? Uh, you yeah. know, breaking thumbs for some like I don't even know if he's mafia. He's so low on the the you know he's he's breaking thumbs over seventy seventy dollar debts and stuff. Like yeah. he's pretty small time players and you know and in, in this in this uh, neighborhoods gripped in like even in the seventies crushing poverty. Uh, why should you care about this guy? And like I kind of think you go into the movie because he's he's a hard guy to kind of like um get inside his head you know like it's like what is this guy he's so fucking corny he's so annoying he never shuts up he Mm -hmm. seems like a decent guy but like and then you go on and you just slowly like get in details and and you know there's this this really great like rocky says we fill each other's gaps kind of relationship with adrian which i think is exactly right and one of the one of the real problems with later rocky films is they will never figure out what to do like this This relationship where she loves Rocky and he loves her and they're both supporting each other and they're strong for each other will never be able to be replicated in any like Adrian just becomes this like shrewish wet blanket. uh, She's a worry factory later on. She's yeah. Like I I was talking with my wife when we were watching this movie and, and we were talking about the relationship there and I'm like, 
it's unfortunate because they just essentially use uh, Adrian as as a proxy for the audience to worry about Rocky. And that's yeah. all she does for like the next four She's or just five there movies. like, why do you got to fight? You're going to get right. your brains knocked in, Rocky. You got children now, Rocky. It's like it's, it's the same that's... thing over and over, which is not interesting in future movies. No, no, it's a it's a damn shame because, again, like I kind of like the fact that, um, you know, like I don't think she likes the fact that he's getting his brains beat in, but she mm-hmm. like understands like what the appeal is and why he feels like he needs to and. Like, you know, she sees his bro- like there's this like really great tell tale of like the desperation, the economic desperation these people are living in. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you know, you got Polly, the her older brother who they display. It's like it's really easy to hate him because like, oh, he's just Jesus jealous of rock, you know, and he's you know, he feels like he's being left behind. But like it's more than that. This guy's body's breaking down, carrying pork bellies. Uh, his knees and his back are given out. And if that happens, what the fuck is he going to do? Yeah. 30, you know, he's been slinging pork for 20 years. He's going to do something. Else. I, I, it, uh, there's, there's like, it's like, everyone's kind of like a tragic figure. Um, oh, yeah. in, in this film. And like, it's kind of easier to hate some than others, but they all like they're the movie doesn't, I think let you get off the hook that easy. At least if you're paying attention. Uh, uh-huh. no, I agree. So, I like it. And then the boxing is like no, the boxing's notoriously bad. Notoriously bad. It's, it's terrible. not it's bad and like it's not any kind of realistic boxing you've ever seen. Exactly. But like the it doesn't drag as much as I was afraid it would. Like mm-hmm. they they really yada yada through those middle rounds and keep the round cards going and the boxing montage. But yeah, there's there's almost no defense. Um, it's but not the, as the, silly as it gets later. Like that Ivan no. Drago fight is just yeah. like punching people literally in circles around the ring like chasing them down punching them in the face running to where they're going to be punching them in the face again shots that would kill a human being if you took them in that quantity yeah that's what happens when you have to make eight hours of rocky instead of just two (laughs) right you know people but this is more grounded let's say it is my granted. And I think the the uh, did this win award winning makeup? Because uh, it had like the the what they're doing uh, no. with the facial scarification of these men mm-hmm. is pretty astonishing. It still looks like real. And it, it tell, tells the tale of the tape that you can see like that as part of the montage, like their faces look like they're fucking melting. Mm-hmm. Like like they popped open the Ark of the Covenant and gave it a good look. Like, I mean, that it's, was just Sylvester Stallone aging in real time. <laughs> <laughs> but they even do like even pre-fight like there's like you know and I we so if you don't know this movie is on HBO Go or HBO Now HBO Max. what the fuck Max HBO Max right now and it looks great on a 4K television but uh, there's a lot of little uh, details I didn't notice like they've applied a whole bunch of scars to Stallone's face like if you know anything about boxing when his cut man's working him over before the climactic fight and you're seeing like all the scar tissue in his eyes and underneath his eyes like oh my god this guy he is a tomato can he's gonna open up like right away Mm -hmm. and sure enough it does and there's the like you gotta cut me Mick you gotta cut me scene pretty squeamish but it's like I said it's it's the boxing's not accurate but it is pretty exciting like every single time you know the in the final rounds there is some genuine chills and the the soundtrack um contributes mightily to that but like there are genuine chill moments that are generated by the the final act of this movie and uh 
Uh, this yeah. doesn't have the big Rocky song, right? This doesn't have Eye of the Tiger. Doesn't have Eye of the Tiger. That's, it, that uh, comes later in, in the other three? movies. But or maybe two. Yeah. Getting high now or whatever, flying high now, whatever that <laughs> song is. Uh, that's the other iconic Rocky song. That's in yeah. this movie. And I found out that apparently, I think it's a, that's a shit song. Like, I would never want to listen to that song outside of a movie soundtrack. The uh, Rocky theme? that the flying high song yeah oh so i guess it's like yeah, it's like yeah the rocky theme and flying high are like go together like the flying right, high right. is the i don't know i i it's just it does if nothing if you got an exercise workout track like that will get your ass out of bed and drinking 12 raw eggs in the morning totally um but apparently that song got to number one on the billboard charts which is crazy to me because outside of this movie why would anyone listen to that it gets people moving man like i i i am i'm staggered by this opinion that the 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 rocky theme song sucks uh yeah i mean that part of it the flying high now part sure sucks that is controversial i think um but this was uh composed by bill conti he had paid like 25 grand total uh, for scoring this film, because uh, this whole thing, yeah. legendarily, this film was done on a shoestring budget. Dude. The studio didn't didn't believe in it. Um, you well, know. I mean, Sylvester Stallone's kind of an unknown quantity, right? And he's writing this thing, and he's he starring this thing. So one kind of like critical, good critical note for an indie film he did like three years prior, and then had gone yeah. on to do just a bunch of bit and extra work. And I mean. I got to give the guy props for standing by his gun, but the, the legend has it is that like, this was an irrevocable package deal. Like everyone wanted the script, the script are like, it's great. And it's like, Sly would be in the room. He's like, yeah, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, I, I got to be Rocky. And they'd mm-hmm. be like, uh, no fucking way. Burt Reynolds is available. <laughs> also, and he's way more handsome. <laughs> and he's a box office. Like, you know, get the fuck out of here. No, you understand. Like, and, and also what the hell did you say? Can, <laughs> can you say that with, subtitles please because i can can't get fucking a, understand can we you. get a translator to right? the yeah speak punch drunk here you want who to play rocky what <laughs> uh i but like he's got rejected like five studios and they finally got one that they really wanted the script and i guess he was a fan of some of the work that Sol- the stallone had done and they greenlit it but like they had uh, this was made for under two million dollars. It stars a lot of the Stallone family doing under one million extra work. This was this oh, was, was one million. I thought it was dollars. Yeah, okay. I thought it was two total. Um, but it, I was I was wondering about this before we started this podcast. What what is the highest like ratio of box office to budget uh, that has ever like won an Oscar? Because oh, this has got to be a contender, man. This has yeah, to be. I would imagine. It, it's, the box office for this thing has made like 225 million, which in today's dollars is like a billion dollars on like a mm-hmm. less than five million dollar today's yeah. dollars budget. It's crazy. Yeah, it's an insane. I, I wonder if this will ever happen again because it's happened recent dish like the six cents. That was like a I feel like a get really out small was, budget was a lot like that, too. Yeah, um, we just talked about that recently. Yeah, Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I feel like this film might have achieved a timeless quality because like, that's the thing. It's like, um, I, maybe we should stop here and, and talk about, you know, for people who haven't seen it, give the rundown for Rocky and then we can talk into in spoilers. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So if you haven't seen Rocky, Rocky is about a 30-year-old boxer uh, who is uh, uh, very poor, from the poor part uh, of, of Philly, uh, lives in a ramshackle house, and he collects debts from a small-time bookie. Uh, but his, and and on his side, he he does like Friday night boxing, gets his brains beat out, tries to win forty bucks if he wins, takes home fifteen bucks if he loses, kind of situation. Uh, meanwhile, Apollo Creed, which is he's he's Muhammad Ali, right? Apollo Creed is totally. just Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, this this uh, flashy, flamboyant, charismatic world champion boxer. Uh, can is, is cannot find someone to stand against him in the ring because they're all afraid. And he's booked this America's bicentennial, nineteen seventy six birthday celebration, July fourth in Philadelphia. Everyone's backed out. Five weeks to go. What's he going to do? Run a local talent sweep to get a Philly fighter. Because what's more American than anyone getting a shot in America? He's you know he's trying to find all the angles and he sets up essentially kind of an exhibition that. Rocky doesn't know is an exhibition and he's going to try to win or at least go the distance mm-hmm. and uh, shock, shock the champ. Uh, meanwhile, there's a courtship between him and his high school friends, uh, younger sister that takes up a lot in the movie. There's this uh, interesting relationship between him and the, his trainer Mick uh, that thinks Rocky's a bum. He's, he's always a bum. He's working for those two bit leg breakers, Jim. Uh, I, it's, I, yeah, I think everyone would in, I think most people would enjoy, would see the, 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 the charms of this movie. Um, and it's mostly yeah. the writing, like, like he's written a really, I mean, what is the, 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 the magic sauce of Rocky is like an impoverished, ignorant man who still has like a lot of grit and intelligence. It just hasn't been really developed. Uh, intelligence. Hmm. I don't know because he's a self-professed dummy in this movie, but like, he's been I think told there are a lot of appeals, life, right? Uh, sure, yeah, he's been he's been told he's dumb, all those things. Uh, but I think he is kind of dumb too. Well, maybe we can talk <laughs> about that a little bit. He's not as dumb as some characters maybe. I've seen on screen, um, but still dumb. I think the appeal of Rocky is like. A, it's an underdog appeal, right? It's like mm-hmm. everybody who feels like they haven't gotten a fair shake in life uh, would love to have a second chance, an opportunity like this. Um, and so you can certainly cheer for that. Um, and I think like people who, I, I mean, that's the major appeal of it. You know, everybody says Rocky is the ultimate underdog tale. And I, th- I think it is that that's true. I think they do such a great job of efficiently telling the story. Like there's some really great insights into how to build a character. Like the fact that he, you know, he goes by the pet store every day. Um, it's probably to hit on the sister, but also it seems like he really loves animals, but mm-hmm. he's got this turtle. He wants a dog, but he's got a turtle, you know, he's settling. Can't right? afford a dog. Turtle can't cheaper. afford a dog. He can't afford the, the turtle food. 
he just steals it so so like there's that he's also like an enforcer which is kind of this brutal but he's also like his heart's not really in it and he lets the he's not going to break a guy's thumb over 70 bucks and um you know his he he, 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 gets this thing about his intelligence is is he not smart or did he have an abusive father to just told him he was a dumbass and worthless his whole life because they do the same thing with uh, Adrian, and I think you know Adrian may be a little mousy, but I don't think she's ugly. And she's been told by her, you know, that she's undesirable and no one would want her, and she's yeah. going to have to use her. Like I feel like that they're telling me that neither of those things are true. That these people were like you know really abused and repressed by their families, and they've kind of found each other and kind of shore each other up. Uh, but I guess, you know, the other thing is if they're gap fillers, maybe he just is a really dummy and she's smart and uh, that's a gap I, she fills for him. T- totally. I think that is in there. Um, I, I just think he's certainly not book smart. I think he's emotionally intelligent, um, more so than mm. you might think at a, at a moment's glance. Um, yeah, he's a motor mouth and he seems like he's oblivious to a lot of stuff, but I think he's taking that all in and and he's actually pretty emotionally intelligent. Um book smarts he's a dummy right he doesn't know how to spell that's what i'm saying he's deeply, like deeply ignorant yeah yeah um but you know that might not be his fault certainly and, and that's where the movie like really makes uh it makes an honest attempt at me liking this guy because th- there's some behavior in here that i i certainly wouldn't condone uh from mm-hmm. rocky from from everybody uh except for maybe adrian um yeah but but I think like the movie brings this character around because you understand that he he has had a hard life. Um, he's doing things just to get by because he has to do them. But he's not he's not willing to go you know beyond a certain point with that stuff. Right? They do a good job with the the stuff with is it Gra- Grazo Grazo? Yeah, the enforcer. Uh, or the, the G- Bob Gazzo? One. Yeah, Gazzo. Yeah, the um, number runner, whatever it is. Where like he's he's willing to work for Gazzo and go collect money, but he's not willing to, you know, do the the kind of ruthless shit that Gazzo wants him to do. And to the point where Gazzo's like, look, man, you're you're destroying my reputation here by not breaking thumbs. When I tell you to break thumbs, break thumbs. Um so he's kind of like a dirtbag with a heart of gold sort of guy. Um and I, I think they do a great job making a guy who could be unlikable, very likable by the end of this. Yeah, there is like, that's the thing about Rocky is he does have just a a huge amount of heart and determination and he is under all everything, a decent guy. I want to talk about the, I I think anytime you talk about a film, that's what 50 getting on 50 years old. It's going to be, I guess it, yeah, it's, it's, it's 40 turns 45 this year. Same as I do. Uh, I, the, what did you think of the uh, the racial politics of this film? Um, boy, the movie doesn't go too much into it. Uh, and, and I think you know, like they they have the fancy footwork here to kind of avoid most of the real mm. issues with that stuff. So mm. I didn't I, I didn't even really think about it much when I was watching the movie. Because I, I was, that was one thing I was, because like, you know, broadly speaking, this is, um, there, there is elements of kind of like the great white hope, you know, like, oh, who is going to be the white fighter that's going to dethrone these black guys that have taken over our sport kind of element. And there's a little bit of that uh, with the bartender in the beginning of the movie where, 
you know, Apollo Creed yeah. is a consummate American. Like when we first meet him, he's he's excels in a sport, so you know he's hardworking and disciplined. He's extremely uh, articulate and well spoken, and I know exactly what that means in this context. And he's wearing a three piece suit and he's like debonair and he looks and and, uh, he's talking about how much he loves America and he's got a beautiful wife and a start of a beautiful family. And he's standing up there and he's like everything that like the American ideal is to be aspired to. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they cut over this this uh, uh, bartender is like, ah, when are they the when 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 are the racial sir racial slurs going to stop taking over this whole thing? And Rocky and Rocky's like. You know, kind of pushes back like what you, you're calling this guy a, a racial sir, racial clown. Yeah. Like he's a world champ. Like look at him up there. Uh, like what kind of what kind of fool? So I was like, I think it's like one of those like kind of sneaky seventy progressive things. Yeah. Um, like it's definitely something that the the movie acknowledges, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, yeah, this this man can't get a chance in this particular part of this the the country and the city because of the racial divide. Yeah, it's almost like the movie addresses it just so they don't have to harp on it, right? They they just throw it out there so like you'll They'll let know, you know that hey, Rocky th- we understand, but also like that's not what this story is about. Yeah, and I think that the, that seemed to be a conscious choice because like I guess the first draft of the script there was a lot more uh, racial uh, charge to it that like Mickey was yeah. a, like open racist, and that mm-hmm. was one of the reasons he was taking like you know this great white hope thing was one of the reasons he was like taking Rocky on, and that. See, the stuff like that would have, like, aged the movie in dog years. You could yeah. probably gotten away with it, mm-hmm. you know, because of, of America being what America is. But, like, it'd be something that's a lot more unfortunate to watch now. Well, um, I mean, yeah, especially if they tried to make Mickey some kind of hero in the story. That that would not have worked for me. But they yeah. do have nasty characters in this. Like, they do, Polly yeah. is terrible. Po- Polly is just a rotten human being. And I, I'm not going to say, like, he doesn't have his reasons for it. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he doesn't come by it, honestly. But holy shit, that guy is just a he is god awful. Yeah. And he doesn't have an arc where he ever I feel like learns his lesson because that's the thing is like that's another problem with the other Rockies is that this poly yeah. guy keeps hanging around and being because he was in, you know, right. Um, in this but, movie, but, he just kind of has a breakdown where he's like, I'm I'm desperate. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm going I'm to cry about it and make you feel bad for me. You've been right. my friend. So help me out now. Right. And I think that's where it's like that. There's also surprisingly insightful things about that, too. Like these coat like these, um, you know, to him, like he did everything right. You know, he took care of his sister and he forego some opportunities for himself and he worked hard to provide for the family. You know, maybe their dad split or maybe their dad died young and he's had and now his body's breaking down and he thought he could rely on his sister to be in a spinster taking care of him forever. And now. Mm-hmm. that so so like it's all like all of his expectations are gross but also what is he going to do if he he packs meat for 20 years and is going to break down like he's still got another yeah. 20 years to live like how are they gonna you know are they gonna like live in the one of those row houses like 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 rocky or what so like again right they sympathize with the position and you can kind of see where he got there and it's kind uh-huh. of like you know uh an indictment of the system but but and I don't know. He's kind of insufferable once it once that coin flips to to its other side because yeah. like then he's all about I'm going to buy this fancy suit. I'm going to be this big shot. It's like yeah, that's once that's he the gets problem a taste with him. of something, he wants it all. You know, he's 
he's a mess there's a point in the movie where i felt like where he had that where he had the baseball bat out and he's swinging and he's like it's scaring everybody and just being his the worst version of himself i thought that there was a version of this movie where that could be the bottom the the low point in which he starts kind of like you know like oh my god what a monster i've become and you know with rocky's kind of like you know the money coming like his character could have had an arc and turned for the better, but mm. he, like you said, he just kind of doubles down on all this stupid. He bullshit. never apologizes for any of it. Uh, no, never comes. Rocky is the, yeah. the the one that essentially gives him like pity business and pity deals, and yep. Whereas yeah, it's, it's pretty stupid meat packing. It's uh, too bad. Uh, the other thing that like the uh, um oh, okay, so the other but, thing but is I don't like, have a ha- problem with that. Can, can I just say like I don't have a problem with that being. A, a fictional character right just like having I, a I, shitty character yeah yeah totally and and if mickey was a huge racist like unless they try to make them the hero of the movie and and a guy that i should like really root for i don't have a problem with nasty horrible characters in my movies and that's a good point because like uh paulie is never really like he's kind of a joke even uh-huh. like you you're kind of disgusted and disappointed with him and then when you see him ringside and he's wearing the 500 dollars suit it's like, what a fucking clown this guy is, right. you know? Yeah, he uh, thinks this 3000 is going to last forever or something that he gets from the, the sponsorship deal. I, I, he's just, yeah, he's du- he's a dummy. <laughs> I don't like that guy. No. And that's but the other not thing. supposed like, to. And, and that's, but that's that's another part of the hangover of the Rockies, that, that the kind of like thing that, that, that makes them less than as they go, they go kind of rolling on because they mm-hmm. don't know what to do with Polly either, you know, especially right. since... I think in real life, he's 20 years older than Sly and he's supposed yeah. to like, like this, there's something interesting. I don't think they quite resolved in the script that like they got this guy and he looks like he's 20 years older than Sly. They're supposed to be high school buddies and some, but like if they were, then like this guy's body's broken down after 10 years of meatpacking. Uh-huh. Like, ah, maybe, eh, maybe, maybe because Rocky's doing all right. <laughs> you know, he's not in great gotta, shape, but you're letting the wheat, you're letting the meat work. You, you gotta work the meat. You gotta work the meat, Polly. Uh, I, <laughs> what do you think about, what do you think about the sexual politics of this film? Mm, Cause this good. is where not good. I, can I say that I, I was better than I was fearing? Oh, okay. All right. Cause like, I, I was like when that whole, like when they established Rocky and, um, Adrian, uh, and I'm like, oh, she's just not having any of this. And she's forced to go like at her brother's fist point to go yeah. out on a date with Rocky. And it's like under all this crazy duress. And, you know, and then they get in the rocks apartment and I'm like, oh, God, it's getting worse and worse and worse. But I'm like. Look, if you're a young man, don't act like Rocky. This is high risk behavior. You mm-hmm. you comport yourself like this in this a day and age. More likely than not, you're going to catch a rape charge, mm-hmm. uh, or you're going to make a lot of women feel really bad about themselves. But in this context, like when I was watching it, and like uh, you pay attention to that, like a baby, it's cold outside. Discourse, uh, sort of on the fringes, sure. Yeah, like you know, you got this song that was written in the fifties mm-hmm. uh, about a guy and a girl who've been seeing each other for a while, and he's trying to you know make time with her, and she's wanting to go. Because it's a blizzard outside and he's like, but it's, you know, it's, you're going to go freeze out there. The car won't start. You're done. She's like, oh, but what will my sister say? What will my dad say? And like nowadays we're kind of borderline horrified because this sounds like extremely kind of rapist behavior. But back in the day before we had started to dismantle like the idea that girls that have sex before marriage are sluts and, and whores and are used up, which is a film that. 
this this movie wears that like on its yeah. sleeve. Like that's like it doesn't question any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I swear there's like a 10 minute scene of Rocky calling a girl a whore. You know, dude, I want to talk about that's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's the stuff that like I really want. But like I was like thinking like in, in this context, like in the kind of like you got this good girl dichotomy in a world where like good girls still have sexual needs. There's this mm-hmm. negotiation of like you have to put up a certain amount of resistance because you can't be too easy and you have to. And I, I felt like that's what was happening here because she definitely kisses him back. Sure. And she wants sure. to be there. And they then like in this episode, in this movie, they're madly in love. Um, yeah. It, it's just that that scenario should never have come about. Right. Like Rocky d- refuses to take no for an answer. He gets no nine, ten times in this movie. And he yes. just refuses to to back off. And a hundred percent. And Rocky is just that guy. Right. Like Rocky. Yeah doesn't take no as an as an answer from really anybody in this movie you know and he's just a motor mouth and he's just gonna keep pushing and and eventually like he'll just do what he's gonna what he wants to do but like that's the scary part that's the part that makes yeah. me uncomfortable is that that whole scene in uh adrian and Polly's house mm. is just a nightmare i yeah. i I hate I, I don't hate the scene. I think the scene is good, but it's a terrifying scene because Polly is such a psychotic. Um, it's right up there with like anything that like, uh, I, you know, uh, Connie and the Godfather. Uh, oh, yeah. What Carlos gets up to. Like, it's just like it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is a nightmare. And yeah. it's almost worse than the Godfather scene because you Sly is there as the audience proxy and he feels everything we're feeling. But but he's like, participating in it too. Like he's not he's not seeing it for what it is and backing off. He's, you don't think so? I because I think he's like, hey, Paulie, I want to get out. No, but like at the end, it's like he kind of feels like he needs to. Like, what's he going to do? Leave his sister there? Like, you know, you know like <laughs> again, like I don't know. I mean, yes, he's trying to make her feel better, right? Polly comes in, he he destroys the turkey on Thanksgiving because he lies to Sly to get him there. I don't think Sly would have been there if nope. he'd known that this was false. Totally. So, so like, and and, and, and he uh, didn't tell his sister that he was bringing uh, Rocky over. So yeah. like, this is all unexpected. He throws the turkey out in the street or the oh, alley Jesus. or whatever. Yeah, she's been working for hours on. Yeah, right. And then so, so there is an element of like, hey, I just want to make her feel better. She but needs what something I think, to eat on Thanksgiving, so I'm going to take her out. But like in that moment, that is like the wrong instinct. I think. Well, I think the so instinct should be to back off and just, like, you know, make sure. Like, I don't think Polly is going to like kill his sister or anything, right? Or beat no. her or anything. You never see uh, that happen. I don't know I, about I mean, that. It, you never see it happen in the movie. So like, right. That, that's my um, takeaway is that like this is just the the angry, contentious relationship that they have together. Yeah, well, he's scared. He's afraid. He's afraid that he's, you know, that he's going to lose her, but he's trying to use her to get in with Rock so that he, like, because this is all like Uh manipulation to try to get him out of the meatpacking thing. Right. Um, right. But, like, I I thought, like, so what I, what I got, like, not only is Stallone, not only Rocky deeply uncomfortable with how his brothers or this brother's treating his his, uh, sister. Mm hmm. Uh, and he feels bad about it, but he's also connecting with her because one thing you learn in sure. the ice skating scene is that his father used to do the same thing to him. Like he's I think part of this is a recognition of like, oh, my God, we have so many things like in our pathos. It's the same. We've had our family kind of abusing us and keeping us under thumb and telling us that we're trash our whole life. And, you know, there's something that attracted because like they are not 
simpatico like in their look or their attitude but they're mm-hmm. like the way i got in watching this movie because i was trying to like these are some conundrums i've had in the previous like what do they even see each other but i think that there is this kind of like something that mm-hmm. like uh you know sometimes traumatized people have that like you, you you it's an unconscious pattern that you're seeing that you're like oh i can uh something's attracting me here and i feel like that's that story is that Mm-hmm. You know, she's got this crazy, violent, oppressive uh, father figure that's keeping her down and telling her she's shit. And so did Rocky. And that's why they like, you know, once they got over that initial kind of hes- awkwardness, they like got on like gangbusters. But that, that was sure. my read on it. Um, yeah, I just I just don't think that's the moment to press that issue. You know, like, no, maybe and that's go what I'm saying, the like pet shop the next day and say, hey, so I noticed, you know. Right. Well, like, yeah, 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 yeah. If, here, if, yeah. If, if Sly wants to be 2022 correct, he'd be like, hey, uh, yo, uh, you feel safe to stay here tonight? Uh, do I need to call anybody? And then she's like, oh, no, Rocky, it's fine. That's, you know, he's not going to do anything. He's, he's just acts great. All right, all right. And the next day he's like, hey, you know, Adrian, uh, this kind of shit is <laughs> fucked up last night. Uh, you know, you want to get some dinner and talk about it? You know? And, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yes. That's the proper way to do it. That's what makes me uncomfortable uh, about the scene is he does and, not and, back off when he's in should, a world but. where, and, I, and that's the thing is like, I know we've made a lot of progress in the whole like women that enjoy sex before marriage aren't sluts but mm-hmm. there are intense resistance <laughs> a violent resistance to that idea too still but um sure i the but the thing is is like and i don't know if the movie is aware of this hypocrisy and pointing it out but like his taking what is her name little pauline because we meet her oh, again in balboa yeah. but that mm-hmm. scene where she he takes the the, the stoop girl and tries to essentially beat her into her all these bad, bad lessons about the way you should behave and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's yeah, that one is really like woof. And it goes woof. on for so long. There's so he, long. He, he walks her like, you know, down the street or whatever. And he's telling her, hey, you, get, you get a reputation, you know, you, get, you, 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 you hang see, around you with see, goofballs. See. You're going to goof. You're going right, to coconuts, bold. I think is what he calls a lot of people. Yes. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah, funny. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. but it goes on for that scene where he walks her down the street and then we cut and I'm like, okay, we're going to cut to something else, but it just cuts to another scene of him telling her like, Hey, you don't want to hang out with these people, whatever. Going to get a reputation. And then it cuts a third time and he says, Hey, you're going to get a reputation. And I'm like, good yeah, he's God, man. Belaboring like, the point. Yeah. And he's trying to like walk her home or whatever, but it is a long scene. You know, the other thing is like, I feel like that, Stallone must be a deeply corny person because remember we're talking about Cobra where he was like trying to hit on that girl and like he was like using prop comedy and like oh look at the size of the foam <laughs> hamburger oh, I can't even put it in my ass how am I going to dunk this to my cat he yeah. I like it's the exact same scene all yes. of his game with Adrian is except for uh, who they have in in uh the, the the model that they they played in Cobra like she was like at oh. coached to like be eating this stuff up it wasn't whereas Bridget Adrian's Nielsen, like a normal it? whoop huh it wasn't Bridget Nielsen was it oh my god I think I you're think right I think was, it was yeah uh, she was directed to be like hey eat this up this is like the slickest game you've ever seen where like Adrian is having a norm what I would describe as a yeah. normal human reaction to this cornball repellent shit he's saying right uh, turtle jokes <laughs> man. The turtle jokes and the fly and the fact he's re- and that, but there's a, it's a certain amount of patheticness. Like when he goes to his house and you realize that he's like rehearsing uh-huh. this shit and that's how it like how it comes across. And he even knows, like, oh, this stuff is like it's it's pretty fucking lame. I'm a I'm a big loser, guys. He's talking to his turtles. It's so, so sad and pathetic yeah. that it kind of I don't know. It kind of it kind of works. And then 
when he's got he's got this woman over to his apartment oh and there's God. a knife stabbed into the couch and Dude. there's like 17 beer bottles upside down shoved in the crack between the couch and the wall and this and is a talk gun? about that other scene this shit is what really scares me like this scenario is terrifying if you're her like, he's got like some kind of Chicom rifle propped up against the dude, like he's like he's like at a book depository and yeah yeah, yeah it's uh but, but but I mean just his actions too right like he invites her in she says no he he says oh come on come on in and she says no he says no come on in and and she eventually does he holds the door open for her against her better judgment and then when she gets in there it's not only a shithole that's like roach infested and he's making jokes about you know the bugs are worse on that side of the apartment come over here and sit on the couch next to me right right uh it's not only a shithole but knives brass knuckle knives everywhere like this is a clearly dangerous bad situation for her and then she goes to try and leave and he corners her by the door he he puts his hand yeah. on the door and says you can't mm-hmm. Essentially says you can't leave, and he's six times her size, right? He's flexing his muscle, showing off. He's got his shirt off in a tank top, and, and he's got got her cornered in in it, it like yeah, guys, he, don't do this. This is I, this, I mean, this is, is you're the you're this is the stereotype or worse, pose, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Like yeah. you put uh-huh. one arm on one side of him, one arm on the other. You get him in yeah. the corner, you lean in. It's the implication. And then he forces a kiss. Yeah, this is fucked up, man. I I don't like. I don't know if I'd say he forces scene. the kiss. This is where it's like they're riding that line. But I'm I'm not going to defend it. This is like yeah. I would. I think this he is forces like, the kiss, and then like this is she's into the kiss, but and she's the into kiss him. Should have never happened in the first place. Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, I'm not going to defend any, any any of these tactics because they're, no, they're, they're they are not they are not good. Horrible. Um, uh. But it was definitely you, a different time, right? Like we're talking fifty years ago. It was that's different, what I'm saying. They're like, like no shit. Like it was a different cool. time, and in, in the fact that like uh, if if we took 2022's logic into 1950s, for example, probably no one would get laid because sure. you would say like I need you to enthusiastically say you want me to put my penis inside your vagina, and she's like I am a good girl and I would never do that. Get it? What do you think? Slap, and then you you know right. like. Unless you're Marty McFly's mom, right? Well, right. That's the game we play. Like, we have to pretend that we're one way, and then that's that's when we're pretending, and, like, not everyone's, like, pretending to the same degree, and the irony is, like, flipped and inverted. Then it's like, oh, shit, that's rape culture. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's... But, but like, yeah, this is also a good good kind of, like, diagram of how that shit could go wrong. Because, like, yeah, if you think, like, the only thing that makes us even slightly as okay is... uh, I do think I do think that if, if, if Rocky kisses her and she turns her cheek and says, no, I want to leave. I think he lets her go. But he had to scare her first just to make sure. Yeah. Just to make sure yeah. that her resistance is. And that's yeah, that's gross. I, I um, think I agree with you. He's not like that kind. He's not that kind of guy, but he's being that kind of guy in this moment. Yeah. Uh, right um, up until the moment where he has to, you know, cross that line. And what do I you don't think, think he would, but what do you think of Rocky and Mick's relationship in this? Because I thought I like there was it. a lot. I forgot how nuanced um, yeah. that that it was, you know, like that scene where, uh, you know, he gets kicked out of the gym because he can't pay and he's been going there for six years. But, you know, Mick has got this uh, grudge because he's like throwing his career away because he's working with criminal thugs and all this kind of stuff. And 
that emotional charge, you know, it's like, what's wrong with, you know, what, what, what did I ever do? And like, you don't want to know, Rock. Oh, I want to know. Nah, you don't want, I can't tell. And he's that, like, that, and he's, that, that stuff was good. And then, uh-huh. like, it's such a well-written scene where Rocky gets the shot. And I want to talk about that scene, too, his reaction to, like, being, becoming aware that he's getting this title shot out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then Mick comes hat in hand to his house. Yeah. And is a proud man and is aware of their history. But this is his chance to like through rock recapture some of his glory that was mm-hmm. stolen because he was an ignorant paluke at one point and he got taken advantage of and all this yeah. unregulated boxing. And I want to save you, kid. I want to teach you what I know. And he's like begging, literally begging. Mm-hmm. And but Rocky's also like deeply hurt. This was your father figure. Um, and he's yeah. the, the latest one to call you a bum and dismiss you because you made a couple mistakes. And he's been doing it for 10 years, right? Like he's, he's Rocky's been wanting a career, but he's not been able to get Mickey to give him one, you know, to help him out with it. And now when he's got the career, Mickey comes snooping around. Um, and they're both yeah, like really proud because like, you know, Mick, Mick's like, well, you should have asked me for help, Rock. And Rock says, you know, I did. Yeah. And and he probably didn't come out and be like, hey, yo, Mickey, I need, I need you to help. I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. But he probably yeah. Mickey saw what was going on and could have stepped in there when he was 18, 19, 20 and steered mm-hmm. that ship differently. But for whatever reason, and I kind of think it's more interesting Though we don't know the back and forth of the history, we just know that at some point yeah. Mickey wrote him off, and that was a a scarring thing to Rocky. That might be where he's really mm-hmm. just started, you know, being a total jobber. But and one of the reasons that I like Rocky in this movie is because of what happens at the end of this scene, right? Like he he sees, you know, he I think the thing that ultimately makes Rocky take Mickey in is he sees himself and Mickey, right? Like 40 years down the line, 50 years down the line, right? Mickey's like 78 or something. He's so fucking old. You talk about a guy who is 30 and his body is like, he's not got a shot anymore, right? Now extrapolate 50 years and what must Mickey feel like? And I think Rocky understands that, right? That's why one of the reasons I say he's emotionally intelligent because he gets that. Yes. Um, And then he goes out, chases Mickey down the street after he's, after he's yelled at him and said, oh, all these times, like I, I could have had my shot and you abandoned me and all this shit. He's spilling it all out and letting Mickey know how he feels. But then ultimately he goes to Mickey and says, yeah, you can be my manager, my trainer, whatever. And, and it's such a, and a great, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I absolutely love the shot there. Like that, that is maybe the best shot of the entire film is when he chases him down the street because the camera doesn't follow him. The camera's sitting like kind of near Rocky's front door and he chases Mickey halfway down this block and all all you get of like him saying like accepting Mickey is Rocky running up to him like putting his arm around him giving him a handshake while the train is passing in the background and it's nighttime so it's no like dialogue pretty dimly just, lit yep. no dialogue whatsoever but you get everything you need and it's a really emotional moment for something it that takes happens time. at such a distance. It's like a minute long to establish the space and and the way like you you mentioned that shot, but like it comes right after the shot of him, you know, like he goes to the bathroom. uh, Mickey realizes he's being dismissed. 
he comes out and then those there's like it's almost confessional quality right Uh because like like rocky couldn't be this emotionally raw like into mickey's face yeah so mick's like and and it works in two ways because like rocks rocky's given him enough time to make it down the staircase and come out the door but Mm -hmm. like mickey's kind of like dragging his feet hoping that something will change and then rocky goes on his tirade and like mick doesn't have to listen to this but he's like accepting the truth, like almost like like passively. It, it felt like a confessional. Like you got the screen between the father and and the 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 person coming before him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that like almost minute long, just like shot out of remove. It's it works so great. And and with everything they've done building up, like who Rocky is and was, right? Like his past, you kind of get the feeling that Mickey had treated him a lot like. Maybe his father treated him right and told him he'd be nothing. And 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 a lot of that was carried over and then placed upon Mick, too, because Mick was acting the same way. So, right. It's a big moment. It's a very big moment for this character. And it's it's surprise for for like him yelling and shouting and all, all the things going on. It's kind of understated exactly what's going on in that scene. But I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. And um, they also have so many other great like kind of like long wordless shots that like sell like this the 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 this begins the next act of the movie where you see him getting up at the ass crack of dawn when it's you know like this this sly knows what it's like to get up at the ass crack of dawn in a butt fucking cold apartment <laughs> that the heat might have like you you might have like stopped, not paid the heat bill and you still got to get up and you got to get to the docks because that's exactly what it looks like when you're getting up in that kind of situation and like the sniffing and the snorting and the like trying to shake like and then just muscling down like a whole case of eggs in a glass it's just it's a, great that's a time saver right Right, because you can't oh, cook yeah. the protein out of the eggs. Got it. You got to get that protein. It's just you a matter get it of and time. Got to hit the bricks. Um, uh, I can't do it, especially to then go jog. I, no, no. Um, you don't drink six eggs and then go jogging. You get a side stitch, which is exactly what happened. Because <laughs> he's also like he just stopped smoking and drinking. Yeah. Um, and they got the Mickey's like starting the training. You know, it's like uh, it's talking about how like undisciplined he is, and he's going to try tighten up his footwork by tying strings around it, and it's like the same stuff that worked for Smoking Joe. And that's the other thing. That I realized that this movie also is one of those great movies that works on two levels. Like there is all this pathos that you can tap into and get it kind of get choked up. But also, if you just want to have a good time, you can watch this movie and kind of unplug your brain. And like Rocky and Mickey screaming at each other is baseline hilarious. <laughs> like as as much as we talked about how poignant that last scene was at the end of the day, it's also sliced alone. Yeah. <laughs> like through to a door. Uh-huh. <laughs> it gets fucking hilarious. <laughs> and you think about his neighbors, right? You're like, what is oh, going geez. on in those apartments? Well, yeah. What are you going to knock on that guy's door? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. It is Philly. It is Philly. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it backs down. You but, knock um, on the door and then you see all the knives in his wall and you're like, eh, maybe, maybe do your thing. But just that some of the dialogue, like Mickey being like, you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crack thunder. <laughs> it's a great which, quote. What a montage kickoff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone talks about the Rocky montages. They, it kind of like, I don't know if it invented the genre. I'm sure it didn't invent the, you know, preparation montage. But this with the soundtrack, with like the fact that Sly Stallone can do this. 
the fact that he can like do these one arm push ups for like 30, oh, 40 seconds yeah. and that can do the upside down sit ups and mm-hmm. can beat that <laughs> beat that meat convincingly. Like it makes the stuff all all, all work really well, I thought. Um yeah. Because it's selling you on the fact that, like, what is boxing training other than finding your strengths, honing them in the weapons, and then essentially trying to eliminate as many of the weaknesses that you can find in your own body. Mm-hmm. Like, and and you get that with this this training. And it also is a great montage because it's set to Apollo in a suit doing business deals and promotion. Yeah. And, and his trainer, Duke, is kind of like... Looking at this commercial of Rocky beating these sides of beef and breaking their bones, and he's like looking back at Paulo and he's like, "I'm starting to sweat, man. Like you're the world champ, but this guy is hungry, and you are fed, and it's going to be a problem." Yeah. Again, none of this is dialogue. It's just it's just kind of looks and um. So yeah. Uh, what did you think about the scene? Uh, the, the other thing that like elevates this material is that scene where like Rocky can't sleep and he, it's because he's realized he can't beat Apollo. Um, and like, what does that mean? You know, I'm going to get my shot. And I'm not going to take advantage of it. Yeah. I, I didn't really remember this. They kind of spell out the ending of the movie here, you know? Um, yeah. Cause, cause Rocky just comes down on like, I, I don't want to make a fool of myself. I just want, I just want people to know that, I'm serious about this. And if I can go all the way, go the distance and not get knocked out with the greatest in the world, I'll feel like I'm not just a dude from a Palooka Villa, whatever he says there. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I, I like that moment. I, I worried because I was watching with my wife. I worried that it sort of, foreshadows the ending of the movie too much but so i I don't know when i i remember when i saw the scene the first time i thought it was one of those things where the movie's like trying to talk me into like well maybe rocky's not gonna win this thing because like i said i my i when i first saw this movie and i saw it as an adult i don't rocky's reputation i clearly remembered well rocky is obviously going to beat this guy right right he's gonna he's gonna knock him down he's gonna win that's what we're expected but like him just doing going the distance i i think i interpreted this scene as like the movie kind of trying to like oh man the character's full of self-doubt because before then like mickey's kind of talking you into like rock's gonna win like Mm -hmm. he's gonna he's gonna build this guy up and he's gonna catch the 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 the, uh the champ napping and he's gonna win i thought this was the movie kind of like walking that back and developing drama but you're right it 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 could be read as kind of like telegraphing what's actually going to happen yeah but only in retrospect right like uh, that's that's the thing the ending of this movie is very good because it doesn't give you the storybook that you're kind of expecting right um it gives it gives you a satisfying conclusion for that character, but not one that feels outside of the realm of possibility. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I really love the ending of this movie. I think if he won, it would be too much, right? Like you can't train for a fight over the course of what twelve weeks or something. I I don't even know how long it is, um, and expect to beat the world champion no matter how much promotional shit he's doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I thought like, the other thing that because like you know the nicknames of Apollo Creed are legendary. They do not are not invented in this movie because like at the end, yeah. like by the time you Rocky three rolls around or Rocky four is when they're doing like uh, the you know he's this he's the master disaster he's the Count of Monte Fisto. 
I was surprised at how subdued the intro. I guess it's subdued in one way because the announcer guy doesn't have much to say. But on the other hand, it's also maximum ridiculous because mm-hmm. Creed's coming out like, I don't know. George Washington. Like, yeah. like he is America. And right? Uncle like, Sam. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is. A, he is America. Not only in America, I am an America. But, but it's uh, half of what it is in later movies. I mean, I like... Yeah. My wife's sitting there going, oh, God, this is ridiculous. Look how over the top this is. And I'm like, you've seen nothing. This is the tip <laughs> of the iceberg. Wait till James Brown gets into it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thunderlips. Yeah, you get uh-huh. to Hulk Hogan. Um, Holy you shit. You mentioned the fighting being bad. And you're right. And it's it's mostly because there's almost no defense. This movie actually, it's not fair to say this movie has no defense because when like Rocky or Apollo get thrown up in the ropes, they do seem to cover up efficiently, but Rocky boxes with his hands around his hips and he has no answer for Apollo Creed's jab. None. Like none. He just takes like, and the was watching with me. She's like, well, am I supposed to intend? Like, is that supposed to mean that he's like dodging it super quick? Because every time he gets punched, his head snaps back. I'm like, oh, no, he's just taking like hundreds and hundreds of straight shots to the face. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely part of it. I think I think he's trying to dodge some of those, but no, he's taking a lot of shots. And I don't understand like why you can't make defense exciting, too, because like dodging and blocking, like I think that's something we've learned recently is like, you know, like a. Uh, a flurry, uh, uh, a spirited flurry of exchanges is almost ex- more exciting than like uh, two guys just trading haymakers back and forth, back and forth. Um, these guys really boxed. I mean, not really boxed. They're like movie boxing. But like uh, it's interesting because um, Apollo Creed, uh, not Apollo Creed. Um, Carl Weathers. Car- thank you. Carl Weathers got his nose broke. And the filming of this and uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone broke ribs. Yeah, exactly the opposite of their fake counterparts. I thought that was really funny in Mm -hmm. in the the filming details. I do wonder how much of this stuff is actually true or how much of it is legend made up after the fact, because like there's some stuff around the edges where Sylvester Stallone says some things like, oh, yeah, this was supposed to happen and that was supposed to happen. But the facts are sort of in dispute because other people are saying, actually we did that for this reason and that reason. Like, I I think the racism was one of those things that taking that out of Mickey's character. Interesting. What are you going to tell me next that he made up the whole, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Steven Seagal beef. Like (laughs) I I took that, I took the anecdote to the bank. Now I don't know what to believe Jim. Yeah. No, he Uh, he seems like a guy who likes uh, a little bit of a tall tale. Sure. Yeah. And then, like I said, the, the progress. Uh, what makes this work is well, I, the music. Oh, well, go ahead. Talk I'm more about the boxing because I feel like you can't get away with that today. Like you can't have a movie about boxing be taken seriously without some really good boxing in it. And this movie doesn't really have that. Is the boxing that much better in Creed? It certainly oh, wasn't yeah. in Balboa. I think it's a lot better in Creed. Interesting. I have to watch because, like, I remember. Um, it's been a, I don't, I'm trying to think of a movie that I've actually been impressed with the boxing. Um, uh, Southpaw, South, were you? Southpaw was all right. Yeah, I think that, there was, was still like, you know, um, the, the boxer, I definitely wasn't, wasn't super impressed with the boxing and that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Cause like all, all you need for movie boxing is you need like, uh, you, you need essentially like the lower class weights excitement levels because if you you know it's if, if you want an exciting boxing fight or MMA fight don't watch the super heavyweights 
because mm-hmm. they get gassed in the first couple of rounds to start hugging each other. Yeah. Go watch the Bantam guys. Like that's yeah, where that's you get the Pacquiao fist of fury. Was so exciting, right? Because he's a small guy that just can go go a, go. These guys have motors that you can, cannot believe. They'll they'll like throw uh, you know like like just have these blistering exchanges well into the late rounds, and that's like to me like I would f- like watch a really good Pacquiao fight. And I'd choreograph it that and I just put big dudes in it because that's like the apex. That would be like that's what everybody wants to see. Yeah. Everybody wants to see like guy like and every once in a while you'll get a guy like Muhammad Ali that can like mm-hmm. be that big dude that can move well and stick and, and go to distance and he's not gassed out. But like I don't understand why it's so hard to make exciting boxing because like boxing's plenty exciting. You just. Yeah, I don't Especially know. Especially when you can, yeah, take breaks between flurries, right? You right. Can, you can yeah, shoot there's the no next reason. day and then yeah, yeah. not be winded. Uh, um, yeah, you're But this right. is a different type of fight. This is more of like an endurance. Like uh-huh. Rocky can't uh, be faster or stronger than this guy, but he can just not give up. He can, uh, like, and yeah. that's kind of Rocky's thing. It's like, uh, you know, you can knock him down, but you can, he'll never be out. He'll always get up and 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 rise to the occasion to his detriment. And that's like mm-hmm. such a great moment when you know Apollo knocks him down in that last round, and he's like, "Thank fucking Christ, I've escaped with this with my professional reputation and my life intact." And then still, he's Rocky struggles to his feet as the music swelling, and like Carl Weathers, just <laughs> all of the energy draining from his body into the mat when he sees that happen. Yeah, he can't fucking believe it. It's such a great moment. That's a great moment. And then, of course, you get to like, ain't gonna be no rematch. Don't want one. Which mm-hmm. they they walk back for the sequel, of course. But it's also like, yeah, like this guy has full respect for Rocky at this point. And, uh-huh. uh, and, and, and Rocky's got respect for Apollo. Uh, he had no right being in this round. And if, right. And he, he also got his nose busted, right. Which is the first time that's ever happened. And Six, I, yeah, I don't know fights. how the hell that's true because I saw the way he fights and Dude. I saw how many punches he must have a granite nose. He's got the the horse nose, but it's it's the Italian stallion. It's just it's it's you can't yeah. can't break it, right? Um, I don't know. I thought I I thoroughly I, I I was really tired and exhausted when I got up this morning. I felt like Rocky in that cold ass apartment, and I had <laughs> I had a, a glass full of raw eggs to eat, and I turn on Rocky and. I forgot that it hits you right with the theme. Like as soon as the movie starts, just the Dude. first two bars, and I'm like, okay, I can watch this film. <laughs> and by the end, I'm like, God damn, this, this did deserve everything at one. It did deserve all the positive mm-hmm. reviews. It's a four star, great movie, certified Roger Ebert banger. Um, to yeah, talk, this, totally. this this movie was appreciated in its time. Oh, absolutely. Um, as far as like awards go, it was nominated for eight, nine, ten Oscars. Um, and it won three. It won Best Picture that year and Best Director and Best Film Editing. So I thought yes, one. I absolutely. thought did not Stallone win for this the writing? He did not win for the. Oh shit! No. I thought he did. No. Um, if you give me a minute, I could tell you who did. Uh, Network won that year. Ah, uh, and so. then I know a Burgess and Shire Sheary. Uh, they they were nominated. And Burr uh, Young, uh, Polly. 
No fucking way. Yeah, every, actually every one that of is the a perfor- main- That is like a Joe Pesci-esque uh-huh. performance. Like he goes like to a volcano crazy drunk person uh, thing that is legit terrifying yeah. when he gets that baseball bat out. Yeah. No, I think it's a great performance. He's a nasty character who I hate, but mm-hmm. yeah, great performance. Uh, the only person to not, like the only main actor to not get nominated was uh, Carl Weathers. Everybody else, all four of them kind of got got some due there. He's great too. Like he really sells mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things. I'm not sure how it sits with me in 2022. Is that Stallone watched this famous fight with Joe Frazier, where this dude went the distance, and within like three weeks had written the script, essentially loosely based on that fight and this guy, and then and then took like cribbed the like training techniques of Joe Frazier, like he, and no one got any story credit. Like hmm. I don't know if you get away with like uh, like imagine if um, uh, Michael Phelps wins gold all these gold medals and then someone's sitting at home and like oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna write a story of a guy who you know smokes a bong yeah, and has a heart three sizes a normal human size and has web feet and he's gonna go to and he's gonna win all these gold medals and yeah, then the like and he's gonna dolphin it's gonna be <laughs> pico melps and sure. like i don't i think you'd get an injunction you'd be like uh yeah you can make that thing but you gotta but maybe i don't know maybe if you Change Just all put the that disclaimer. The- all all names and places and people are fictitious, and you're good. You're good. Yeah, I that's that's the one. But on the other hand, like there, I'm not taking anything away from Stallone because clearly he put a lot of heart and soul in his own life experiences. That that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like the stuff that's not super interesting about this film is the stuff that he took, like the bare plot right. and like some of the boxing details, the things that were. That made this an Oscar-winning film. The interpersonal relationships, the you know, uh, the gritty locations, all that stuff. That's that's from Stallone himself. And I feel like, but still, it'd be nice for someone to get fifty, sixty thousand. I think I think he settled out of court with most of these people. Um, hmm. And okay. and all, uh, then you take yeah, you essentially control C, control V, Muhammad Ali, uh, and call him Apollo Creed. Yeah. Um, and then Carl, poor Carl Weathers doesn't even get any recognition for it. Damn. I know. I mean, he's not in the movie a ton, right? He's he's kind of on TV screens in the background. But imagine there if are a this couple is, of scenes with him. Imagine if this is like your average, like a replacement actor level for like oh, Carl sure. Weathers yeah. just has off the charts charisma and and it like, showcases more in in subsequent rocky movies like yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the second movie is like the carl weathers show essentially like mm-hmm. he's so much better in that or, or in it so much more than that um yeah no he's great in this too but yeah that's yeah, a great the relationship it. that builds between rocky and apollo that's like some of the best stuff of the later rockies mm-hmm. and the you know uh rocky and and mixed relationship and they they exploit that to maximum effectiveness and then you know, I, I got a soft spot for, you know, Duke coming in and helping him train uh, in the later movies, helping him make them hurting bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to step into Mick's shoes. And yeah. the fact that he does it seamlessly is pretty cool. I kind of, man, I'm like, <laughs> I kinda, I'm trying to do a little mini James Bond marathon and, and fill, fill some of my uh, holes with that and like w- watch some of the, uh, you know, high resolution copies I got. But now I also kind of want to get into Rocky again. God, they're eight. 
Rocky movies if you count uh, Creed. I don't want to watch. I've seen. I've seen. Okay. The, I want to like just watch the first two or three because I feel like I've I've got a pretty good handle. Like I podcasted four, and I think most of the yeah. Balboas, right? Certainly yeah, three is the one that I'm least familiar with. Uh, the Mr. T, Clever Lang one. Same. It, it, shockingly, because yes, I've seen five more than once. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. though it's god awful. You've seen five more than once? Uh-huh. Jesus, I've only seen it the one time. And that was yeah. back when I was a kid. Did we not watch it together? I could have sworn we watched it together in one of our movie sessions when we were living it, together. But then again, I don't have a crystal clear. <laughs> I don't either. Crystal clear recollection of all the things we watched of our, our uh, back in the day. Um, Very true. It, let, me, let me ask you this to, to okay. close out my thoughts on the podcast. Who do you think looks like they run faster? Sylvester Stallone or Tom Cruise? Oh, oh, because so so they used they use pioneered pioneering technology in this movie. I don't know if you're aware of this, but this is like a year after the Steadicam was invented. The third film that and featured a Steadicam. It right. was this Marathon Man and and uh, Battles of Glory or some shit. I can't hmm. some some movie I'd never heard of. But they used it notably in the scene where he is running down the street. And, yep, and, and you feel like like the, the camera is just sort of like panning with him right and mm-hmm. he is fucking sprinting and he looks like he is sprinting I forgot how fast it looks like he's running um, yeah. and he's probably not running that fast right he's probably like slower than the slowest guy on the high school track team or something but like Maybe. he looks like he's fucking moving Yeah. the same with Tom Cruise whenever Tom Cruise runs he looks like he's running a mile a minute well, that's that's pretty slow, actually. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Mile uh, is fast. Yeah, a minute, a mile yeah. a minute would be yeah. very fast. That'd be, that'd sure. be crazy. Uh, I, you know, I feel like steady state. The average Tom Cruise running speed is higher, yeah. but peak, especially if we're talking like uh, Rocky Three, they're racing on the beach, and you got Carl mm-hmm. Weathers for speed scale. Right, I, I don't know that Tom Cruise could the... catch him on that best on 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 Stallone's best day. Yeah, because you're right when he's got that kind of like because like Tom Cruise is like a machine, like his like center. Mm-hmm. Gra- he's like arm, but his like he like where Sly looks like this is he's exerting immense effort. His like face is contorting. Yeah, and he's just like his his everything's just like pumping like, uh, you know, it's 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 he's yeah, the running way he like moves uh, is so weird and unnatural. Right. There's like this this like gears out of balance sort of feeling to everything that Sly does in these movies. He's got heart, but he runs like a goddamn ape. <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that actually does it for my thoughts on the movie, too, Jim. Uh, we're going to give the executive producers a week off from voting for the next movie because we have a special anniversary. Never had one of these before. The 100th anniversary of the release of Nosferatu is, wow. up, is upon us. And I don't think I've ever seen a silent movie all the way through. And I, certainly yeah. never watched a hundred year old movie. I've, 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 I know a bit about this film and I've seen the, uh, uh, what do you call that? The, 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 the spoof, the, uh, oh, the, yeah. that the, the, they made like the made the false making of the salt. I think it was Willem Dafoe as Nosferatu as mm-hmm. count Orloff. Um, I'm kind of excited. It might be a flop. It might be 15 minutes long and we got nothing to say, but like hundred years of film history doesn't happen every day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna check out Nosferatu. 
and uh, then we'll get back to to voting on the next prestige topic but uh 100 year old vampire movie can't get more prestigious than that old royalty from transylvania or i guess germany they, there's there's i already know too much about this film and it's it's manuf- I'm, I'm excited to talk about it we'll get more in 15 minutes that's almost an aaron guarantee maybe 16 minutes uh <laughs> sure but yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, bringing bringing boxes full of our native soil in the next podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.